Hi, my name is Rima, and you're listening to Chatter and Laughs. I started this podcast because I felt like everyone I know has something valuable to say, and I wanted to share that. So, this is about reconnecting with friends, meeting some new ones perhaps, and sharing the insight along the way. Thank you for listening. Hi, listeners, and welcome to Chatter and Laughs. I'm so excited to have my friend Marion Jonjo in Guinea on the podcast today. Mary and I have known each other pretty much our whole lives. We met up in elementary school at a very young age. And although my family left Kenya when I was just 10 or 11, we've stayed connected all of these years, which says a lot about those childhood friendships and bonds. Uh, Someone said to me recently that we were the OG BFFs, (laughs) which I found so funny and so accurate. Uh, I spent every weekend either at Mary's place or at my cousin's place back then. And I actually went back to visit Mary in Kenya, um, but that was over 20 years ago now already, which is hard to believe. And although we've always stayed connected, we haven't actually seen each other or spoken to each other for decades until today. So I'm super excited uh, to have her on, of course. And I'm excited for all of you listeners as well, because Mary is a founder of Water Safe Kenya, which is a program with a single focus of saving children's lives. The course is 50% safety and 50% swimming. And they teach young children, and I'm talking infants and toddlers, how to swim and be water safe within just six weeks. It's really, truly amazing to see, and I can't wait to hear all her insight on the topic of water safety. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to take a quick moment to highlight our sponsor for the episode. Osabel Tea offers ethically sourced teas from quality farms around Africa. I was at a friend's place once and had the pleasure of trying their Earl Grey rooibos tea, which was so good, so soothing. I love Earl Grey as it is, and the option to have it as a decaffeinated tea that I could drink in the evening was really exciting. Um, So I'm thrilled to share the brand with all of you, and Osabel Tea is offering Chatter and Laughs listeners 30% off each purchase. Just use the code chatter at checkout. You can uh, shop for their teas on osobeltea.com. Now back to the podcast with Mary and John, Joe and Gini. Okay. So Mary, as I said earlier, before we actually um, press record, I made myself a cup of Earl Grey tea because that's what takes me back to you and your family and to Nairobi way back when, when we were 10 years old. Um, And I'm so happy to be on this podcast with you today and to have you on. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rima. This is just unbelievably special. And I'm so excited to, well, share my, you know, share my Water Safe Kenya with you, um, but also just to be chatting to you after so, so, so long. I know. Thank you for having me. I know that swimming has always been a part of your life. I remember both of us being dragged to swimming training lessons after school when we were just seven or eight years old. I'm sure you remember this too, too. Doing those endless laps in the freezing cold water. Um, Regardless, I'm sure that becoming the founder of Water Safe Swimming School was not something you envisioned for yourself, even though swimming was quite a a large part of our early childhood. Um, Walk us through the journey that got you here. Yeah, so like you said, I mean, swimming has always been a part of my life. You know, um, I swam competitively at a very young age. Um, and, you know, once the competitive element of the swimming ended, I it sort of transformed into a passion. And I would, for years, I would, you know, swimming, I would swim every day. It was my 
sort of time out time for me and it's something that I've you know it's just been a huge part of my life like you said um but no I did not envision you know <laughs> water safe um but you know I, I mean I studied psychology at university um I went into the development field for a little while um I set up a, a corporate archiving company with my husband and then it was just when I got pregnant with my first child Joshua and you know he was only a couple of weeks old and we were in the water together and we would swim almost daily actually and you know just shortly after he turned one he was swimming but mm -hmm. I kind of just um you know I taught him my way taught I say taught, right. but I just kind of and I thought and then when I when I was expecting my second child I thought there's got to be a more kind of kind of structure around it yeah and I was like there must be and that's when I started doing my research and I came across these amazing videos of you know tiny you know six-month-old babies that were able to turn over and float and then once they were walking they were able to learn how to swim you know really relatively quickly and so Isabel was kind of my inspiration for you know starting the research and looking into this a little bit further um, Can you just and pause then, for a second? Did you say that yeah. Joshua was swimming by the time he was just shortly um, older yeah. than one? Yeah. That's amazing. So you self-taught him that. Yeah. You know, and it was it was really so, I mean, I, I, did, I had no idea what I was doing. Well, you, ha it, you have to recognize, like, that's that's not, I mean, that's not common. I'm sure you had friends say to you, how how is he swimming already? Exactly. And I, and I really did. And so many people would always be like, you know, how is he so confident, so independent in water at such a young age? And that, again, it just kind of got me thinking, I was like, okay, there's just got to be, you know, it's possible, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I then just really started doing my research. And then, I don't know, the stars aligned, I guess. And I, I, have a friend called Carol Gorey, and she introduced me to um, a gentleman called Brendan Barry, who runs, um, he's the founder of Be Swim Safe in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And we got chatting and he said, look, you know, he ran a school, he runs this Be Swim Safe school. So he is actually, he agreed to come out to Kenya um, to train me. And that's when it all started. And it was the, I mean, the timing couldn't have been worse because I just had yeah. Isabel and he was like I can come out July August otherwise I'm just too busy it won't probably be till maybe next year and I just thought I really want Isabel mm -hmm. to you know get get this training so she was kind of the push to do it so she was just six months old when I did my training for oh, um and it was I mean it was the hours were long we were in the pool from sort of eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night um for wow. six six weeks and I remember we you know we do the training I have to pop out to feed Isabel yes. um I mean it was it was it was crazy or how many and, times did you want to quit <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot I was like it was too late Brendan was here we were on the journey I was like well but I did have to dig deep because it really it was it was really tough and yeah. um but I mean, no regrets at all. And Isabel was my first little student, you know, and and there's just been no looking back since then. Um, yeah. And that was 2019. And she's now four. 
and just a phenomenal swimmer thanks to having this you know water safe um foundation yeah um, i mean that's that's amazing so uh, you yeah. found you founded water safe kenya in 2019 yeah. uh right before the pandemic yeah. <laughs> and yet you've already had i i i believe i don't think it's just a hundred children complete your program it's more than that now right yeah we're at um we're, we're just over 250 children now wow which is, which is really amazing, amazing. and, and how, did you do, how did you do that during covid well i, I mean, mean gosh no it was tough and we actually had to completely shut down for s several months yeah. actually yeah. because i mean there were you know it just everything kind of shut down and we just yeah. didn't really know what we were dealing with so yeah we we closed we shut up shop for a couple of months several months um and then things started opening up again and um you know we just kind of adjusted and we had to you know we were we got these great sort of see-through masks as instructors um so that the children could still see our faces because mm -hmm. the mask you know this so much about this course is developing you know a bond and trust with the children right. and you know if you're masked up that's pretty frightening so we got these great transparent masks and we had to do a lot of social distancing we had to change the schedule so it wasn't back to back there would be gaps between each child so that one family could come in and you know finish up and then leave before the next um lot came in um you know so we had to you know follow all those kind of mm -hmm. rules um but we did it and you know fewer numbers fewer kids each day but we we just kept ticking along um and here you and, are and here we are <laughs> and now it's you know yeah again it, that just feels like a long time ago but we you know it was a yeah it was a terrible time I mean, it was, yeah you know but but well, um good for yeah. you for for sticking to it. I mean, after that rigorous training, <laughs> you, yeah. you, had to, you had to keep going. Um, yeah. You know, so your water safe course was developed with the single focus of saving children's lives. And when I look at your videos of little babies and toddlers floating on their own, it's really something quite amazing to see. Um, and you do all of this within six weeks when it would typically take, you know, one to two years, I would think, how do you how do you do this tell us your secret ways um you know like seriously like what makes this program so successful in such a short period of time i ask this because i have an eight-year-old now that does that is not a confident swimmer and a lot has to do with it being the pandemic and not having access to a pool and all of that but yeah you know you taught your children how to swim by the time they were one year old like yeah so, what are the secrets <laughs> Well, without giving away the trace without giving so. away everything you know <laughs> so so i mean it is it's 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 a very very um structured and cleverly designed course and you know i think there are many parts to what makes it so successful um but it's the daily attendance so you know when you sign up to do the course they do come every day Mm. Monday to Friday for six weeks so it is a huge time you know it's a big a commitment, commitment time mm -hmm. time wise but it's that daily attendance and also we break down you know swimming is a you know it's a complex skill 
but we break it down into little sort of bite-sized pieces and each day you know they learn a little piece and we use a process called chaining so that what they learn today builds them up for what they're going to do tomorrow mm-hmm. and so it's just it's it's tiny little we introduce each sort of new technique or um you know bit by bit in such small pieces that, I mean, then it all just comes together but they do come every day um mm. And I mean, each lesson for the one to, well, six months to three-year-olds, it's just 10 minutes every day, which, you know, parents are always like, that's so short, you know, what are you going to do in 10 minutes? But mm-hmm. after 10, you know, after 10 minutes, they are tired yeah, and they've worked, they've worked hard, but we've also, you know, we've introduced a new concept each day and, um, you know, that's enough for them. And then the next day we build on that. So it's just yeah. like little building blocks and then you know, at the end of it there, it all There's, comes together. Well, you know, kind of, you, you kind of made me think about reading, right? I mean, when you start, first start to teach your kids how to read, you're only reading, you know, when they're babies and toddlers, you're only reading maybe two, three minutes, five minutes, and then it builds, and then it builds, and you're doing it every single day, or so they say you should, right? And eventually, exactly they're able to handle more and more and more. And it just makes total sense. I mean, the consistency in that short period of time, right? Yeah, Now, exactly. I did pull up some stats from the World Health Organization, which I'm sure won't surprise you at all. You know, an estimated 236,000 people drown every year. And drowning is among the 10 leading causes of death for children and youth aged one to 24 years. And in Kenya alone, that number reached 1,200 drowning deaths. Um, the highest drowning rates among children is aged, you know, one to four. And a lot of kids don't know how to swim between ages one to four. Uh, and in the United States, drowning is the leading cause of death for children aged one to four. So, you know, when you look at those stats, they are scary to yeah. to hear and sad at the same time. Uh, so what you're doing at Water Save Kenya is is so important, and your single focus is to save lives, and you're doing that, which is amazing. So with all these statistics in mind, what safety tips do you have for parents when it comes to swimming with young children? I mean, just based on what you've said so far, I would say consistency, of course, being one of them. Anything else that you could share? Yeah, I mean that's it's it's a, such a good question. Um, it's it's a it's a difficult one to answer. I mean. You know, obviously, in an ideal world, you know, if they could all do a water Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, yeah, we laugh, but yes, you know, but of course, that's not, you know, it's not accessible to everybody, unfortunately, mm-hmm. at this stage. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's just, you know, get them comfortable in water, used to water, um, make sure they respect the water, you know, because yeah. I think, and I mean, this is quite a sensitive uh, topic in a, a subject in a way, but, you know, flotation devices. So at WaterSafe, we don't use armbands or noodles or anything like that because we want to get them, you know, safe just themselves, just with their body, no no, no floaters, et cetera, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, flotation devices can also be a little bit misleading in that the child doesn't necessarily associate, I need my armbands to be able to swim. And so right. they could, you know, jump into a swimming pool without their armbands, God forbid. Mm-hmm. And and then it's, you know, it's, it's you know, it could be a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think, 
you know, an absolute vigilance. Obviously, if you're around water, you you know, you just you've just got to watch them because it happens. Sadly, drowning is silent. It happens mm-hmm. very quickly, you know, but this sort of takes me on to, you know, my vision or our vision for water safe is to, that it is accessible and available to everybody, you yeah. know, because, you know, for those that are keen or interested, I want everybody to be able to take the course because it is just five weeks and yes, it is, it is a big commitment, but it's five weeks and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of life-saving. So mm-hmm. you know, that's plan B for Water Safe Kenya is to, you know, for everybody to be able to do it if they when you say everybody are you are you speaking about adults as well as children here yep so interesting so yes absolutely because funnily enough we've had a lot of um interest from adults because especially in the last sort of six months we've had a lot of children who come to us but their parents can't swim right and so and it's wonderful that the parents realize the importance of teaching their children to be safe in water and to swim, but they can't swim themselves. So we are actually now training adults. We have started to train adults and it's, it's just 10 classes, 20 minutes. um, And we teach them the safety part and also the swimming part. So, you know, this course is amazing. It's for a six month old or a 50 year old, you know, it's, it's, it's the same techniques, the same sort of structure, a little bit different, obviously, but, but generally the same. Um, I'm going to so have to exciting. really uh, look up. I mean, obviously we're going to talk about where people can sign up to the course in, in Kenya and yeah. with you, and I'm going to have to really look into um, access here in North America if that's even an option at, at all so that yeah. we can, you know, encourage that as well. And just going back to the water safety and the flotation devices, I just thought of something um, with children, like you were saying, you know, they have these floaties on and they they don't necessarily associate it with swimming. And then what happens is sometimes they'll take them off and, and sometimes they're not that safe either. Yeah. But it's also it it for parents, I find as a parent, sometimes when your child has a floaty on, you almost feel like they're they are safe. Exactly. And you almost take your eye off the ball a little bit. So in in that way as well, they have a bit of a, a you know they can be a little bit dangerous, right? It's just a false. It's just a false. It can be a false sense of security for everybody, for the child, mm-hmm. for the parents, um, you know. And and it's just, you know, I'm not. I am not saying don't use them. Of this course. And the other. It's just yeah. to be. It's just to be super aware of you know the pros and cons of everything really. Um, and you've just got yeah. I just. That's just something that always sits with me when I, I look at children in these floaties. And also, you know, when a lot of the armbands and things like that, you're kind of in that position, mm-hmm. which is, you know, straight, like, you straight know, you call it the, dr- the drowning position in a way, because you just bloop, go down, right. you know. And so we, with Water Safe, it's, you know, we've always got the children kind of nicely um, horizontally in the water because that just gives you, you know, it's that rather than this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, just, it's, I mean, it's all about never, ever taking, even, even when your child has done the water safe course, yes. um, you know, it's always, you never, ever around water, you've just got to have that respect and that vigilance always. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if every parent out there has a scare story 
you know, has mm -hmm. a moment that, you know, they thought they think to themselves, oh my goodness, that could have been so much worse than it was. Cause I, I certainly do. Um, yeah. I've experienced that, you know, a reminder that yeah. wow, we really can't take our eyes off of them when they're in the water, right? And I, I don't think I would be the only one to have experienced that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, I mean, maybe you remember my dad talking about it, but when I was, mm -hmm. I mean, I think I just kind of learned how to walk, and him and I were walking around the swimming pool, and I just, you know, he, I mean, he was with me, right with me, but I just, yeah. you know, very quickly just jumped into the swimming pool, and there I was, and. I went down, down, down. Luckily, he wasn't able to, he could swim, but he wasn't yeah. able to go deep. So it was, you know, just mass panic. And luckily, I kind of came up to the surface and he was able to sort of yank me out. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, till this, well, you know, he talked about that. That was one of the sort of worst moments of his life. So mm -hmm. no, and he I'm... wasn't not paying attention. I was, he was right there, but it can right. just like that, you know. And, you know, it's interesting when you talk about your dad, I mean, uh, that's probably a big part of us as to why swimming was such a big part of our, you know, your life, our lives when we were younger, but also I have such a memory of your dad swimming all the time. He would do laps in your, in your pool when we were kids all the time. So he, you know, obviously swimming was important to him as well. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just it's just rubbed off. I mean, he would swim, you know, morning, lunchtime, yes. evening. Um, so I have yes. a memory of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kept him yeah. going for a very long time. And it's and it's actually amazing because when I started, um, when I did my training and started Water Safe, I actually did it um, from my parents' pool. So mm -hmm. that's where I did the training. That's where we did our first sort of year of, of of courses was was in their pool they very kindly loaned me their swimming pool to, right. <laughs> to do that so yeah it was it's yeah it's nice lots of memories there yeah. and um just the progression when it comes to swimming right i and this was actually this is leading me into my next question for you um has water safe changed your own personal experience with swimming now that you're an instructor is it different in some way does swimming feel different for you do you enjoy it as much <laughs> do you want to go swimming anymore <laughs> and you just go on to look at a swimming pool <laughs> when you're done work so it's funny it's that's that's very funny so you know there was a the first sort of year or two i it, i spent so much time in the swimming pool that um yeah, I kind of, because like I said earlier, you know, swimming, I would swim every single day just for mm -hmm. my kind of, my release and my time out. Um, but then, you know, I would spend all day in the pool and, you know, suddenly when we went on holidays to, you know, places with swimming pools, I just, oof, no thank you. I need a break. But I think I've balanced out now and, and you know, now there's sort of my pool time when I'm teaching and then I've, I'm, you know, back to really enjoying um, swimming again and but but what i'm i'm so how it it has it has sort of changed everything because now i'm actually i'm sharing my passion with little children and mm -hmm. that's just so special and i feel very blessed about that um i mean i can't I'm, imagine what that feeling must be like when they come to you and they're terrified at first yeah, of the yeah, water yeah. and then six weeks later they're wanting to get into the water and what a feeling that must be for you and to and for the parents who are 
watching that happen as well. And then for the parents who are experiencing it with them, who are learning themselves. It's yeah. it's quite a special program, it sounds like. And to, to witness it, to teach it, you know, it sounds like you've really found something special here. Yeah, I really, I you, yeah, you're spot on. I really have. It is, I mean, from sort of day one, it's such a journey. And, you know, some children, it is, it is, it is a big deal and they're 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 anxious and they're frightened and there are tears and sometimes the parents as well mm -hmm. but then you just there's this beautiful journey and this progression and suddenly there's this sort of switch and then the tears are because they don't want to get out of the water mm -hmm. and and the parent sees their child sort of kick on their own for the first time and that's I mean it's just there are so many beautiful things that happen each day each week it's mm -hmm. yeah it's it is it is really special it really is and for the i mean i i know we touched on it a little bit but uh you know there's a lot of people who don't have access to swimming pools um not always an option for families um marginalized communities i know as i was saying you know I struggled during the pandemic because I don't happen to have a pool and, you know, our community pool wasn't available. We didn't have a lot of access to pools. So you don't really think about the importance of that consistency when it comes to the swimming lessons until a few years go by and you realize, oh my goodness, like I have a child that doesn't know how to swim yet. And that that's a life skill, right? So it, it did make me think, well, what about those families that truly don't have access? Like, what could they do? I mean, I know there's bodies of water, but uh, anything they can do in at home, I'm in bathtubs, it, I don't know if that's a possibility in any way to develop that type of life skill, but I thought I would ask the question anyway. Yeah, and it's a, it's a very good question. And I mean, of course, you know, if, if, yeah, it is, I mean, it is a privilege to, to, you know, have access to swimming pools or to be able to swim. And that's, that's really what I'm trying or what I hope to change, you know, mm -hmm. because it's an amazing life skill to be able to swim. Um, but to be water safe, I think should just that to me is a kind of a no brainer. Um, you know, I think of you mentioned the statistics of drownings in Kenya, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I know, I'm pretty sure that they're much higher, you know, they're just never, they're never reported or you know, then they're, they're probably not reported or, and, you know, there are children that have to go and fetch water from rivers or lakes, or they live by a lake and they're mm -hmm. drowning. And, you know, so again, I, I just go back to that thing of, of, you know, I would, my vision for Water Safe Kenya is that we can train trainers all over Kenya. Right. Um, and, you know, the trainers can train trainers and there's a sort of knock on effect so that you know, it's, and we get funding and support to be able to, this, this provide provided it, you know, yeah. not a pay, pay, you don't pay for it. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a given. Yeah. Um, because yeah, again, for those that want it, but it just should be available to everybody. I feel because, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I know it's not really a fair question for you. It's, tough. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, but it's a good. It's a good one. It's you know? tough. It's just because to me, it's like okay, well, what do you do, right? Yeah. And how yeah. do you go about yeah. that? But you know what? It sounds like you have a great vision in mind. So hopefully yeah. that you know translates in some way. I hope um, so. 
And for me here in Canada, we have great resources that really are wonderful resources. And um, it's just made me aware of how great they are once they weren't available during the pandemic, you know, for, you know, for families who don't have access where they could go to a public pool and it be somewhat affordable and things like that. Okay, moving on. I'm starting to get really depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. That's what keeps me going, though. I'm like, this is, you know, this is just the beginning, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Mm. Um, What's the biggest misconception you think people make when it comes to swimming? So I think a couple of things, I think. One is that um, it takes years and years and years and it's going to take years before they learn how to swim or before you learn how to swim. Um, I think this program, you know, proves that that's not the case, Um, that it's scary and frightening and uncomfortable. You know, again, it doesn't have to be that way either. Um, And also that you're too, you know, that they're too young to, you're too young to start to learn how to swim. Right. Again, it's like, no, no. I mean, the sooner the better, the earlier the better, and it's possible, you know. These these little children that we teach are just amazing. They're capable of so much, and, you know, if we allow them. Um, so, yeah, just that swimming, swimming should, it's, it's not scary. It shouldn't take a long time, and it's, you know, it's such an amazing skill to have. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're never too young and you're never too old. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you look back on this journey over the last four years, what are the moments that really stand out to you? Oh gosh, there is there are so many. Um, I feel like I think, when when you finished your training, that would probably yes. Be I was gonna say, I was gonna say finishing my training. Yeah. And my fir- and my first um, solo, my first solo course. So like after I you know I'd become a water safe instructor. Yeah. And then when I did my first kind of course on my own without Brendan, my instructor there, I was just flying solo. And that was huge for me. And that was, I'll never forget that. Um, starting that course and finishing that course with with my little water safe graduates, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just just all the connections with these little people that I've had and their amazing parents who have trusted us Um and I think, you know, the first time that they kick independently, like they have, they swim on their own or they turn mm-hmm. over and float on their own. I mean, that just, that never ceases to kind of blow my mind every yeah. time. Um, and it's funny, it feels like a miracle. I know it's not because we put in, you know, we put in, you put in that work, we yeah. put in the work, but when they just do it, it is, yeah, it's magic. Um, well, when you watch it, I mean, I've seen some of the videos on your Instagram, uh, Water Safe Kenya Instagram, and um, it really does look like a it does look like a miracle when I when I see these babies, you know, just yeah. swimming and floating. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not something that you see a lot of yeah. um, every day, and I it's great to hear that it is absolutely possible, and there are yeah. there are programs out there, and um, it, it can be done. Because I think you're right. I think when you said the misconception about kids being too young is 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 out there. I don't think a lot of people consider teaching their children that you know that their children could actually learn to swim 
you know, at one or six months, eight months, one years old, years old. I do think they would put them in the water, but there's no intention to teach them to float, right? There are lessons that take place with parents where they're in the water with their children. I, I did those lessons myself, but there was no intention to teach the children to float in any way or to yeah. swim or, or anything to that degree. And it was, you know, it was once a week and, and not to take away from that, anything no, is better than nothing it's it's not common to think in your mind that in six weeks my one-year-old or my two-year-old or my three-year-old is going to be able to swim to float yeah. right yeah. so it is truly amazing um is there anything you would have done differently at all um absolutely not other than i wish i mean done this sooner i wish yeah. i'd done this you know i wish but timing's everything and it was it is what it is but i just yeah i just would have done this you know, years ago, if I could have, um, yeah. many more years ago. Um, it just wasn't the right time. <laughs> no, exactly. And, and the timing, you know, was perfect as it is, but I'm just, I'm so excited about the program. I love it. It is just, it's so amazing. And yeah, so I just, it's one of those things could have done it earlier if I could have, but it wasn't the path path no. was to, for it for you to teach joshua first right and yeah. then <laughs> and figure out you know what yes was, yeah it's even possible and when you were when back then i'm sure when you looked at the research there probably weren't that many programs no. available right no and i mean i know it's 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 north america there are you know this is i it'll it originated the sort of technique in north america um and it's it's also quite popular in South Africa, but you know it's still it's still not everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, so, and I mean, my sister, she, you know, she she's obviously walked this journey with me as well. And mm -hmm. you know, she lives in London now, and she's just like, I wish this existed in in England because it took her children years. a year, two years, yeah. to kind of you know get going. Um, so, and I think many of us are in that boat, right? It's yeah, yeah. a different schedule. Um, yeah. Maybe she yeah. should start it in London. I know. <laughs> she has lots of time on her hands. You mean going to say, Rima, stop. But why not? You know, why not? Yeah. I should start it here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say hello. <laughs> okay. Now, no, now we're getting out of hand. Okay. <laughs> Any advice for individuals who might be interested in starting a water safe program in their community? Right. Well, um, I do have to start with saying that, you know, it's not easy um, mm -hmm. because, of course, you know, there are. There's a lot of input. There's a lot of expenses: the training, the facility, the equipment, etc. Um, so it's not a super easy startup setup. Yeah. Um, but I think if anyone is interested, you know, we are now in Ken like we're in Kenya and we're here and we're available and we have plans to grow and reach out. Um, and I'm hoping that you know, like I said, that we will be able to set up programs in various communities all over Kenya where this is available and accessible. So, you know, working together with communities to try and get that going, have the programs there as well. Yeah. But it, it it's, 
yeah, it's it's it is a big investment, um, mm -hmm. and it's not and it's not a quick setup, but it's not impossible. You know? Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up the podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you, Rima, so much. <laughs> this has been this has been really great, and it's so lovely to be able to talk about you know the business and my passion um, and share you know share that with you. Um, but yes, just that we're here. I mean, our website is www.watersafekenya.com. Um, we're, we're on Instagram as well, at watersafekenya. And I think I, I would actually just like to say, you know, I, I'm so grateful for, to so many people, but I'm so grateful to the parents um, and, the, you know, the parents who have trusted us with their children mm -hmm. because we were very, you know, when we started in 2019, nobody had ever heard of, you know, this program in Kenya. Um, but there was trust and there was encouragement and support. And, you know, without that, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. And I'm just so grateful because it's just been amazing and it's got us to where we are today. Um, mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you bring up a good point because, um, it, you know, they're trusting you with their children, which is a mm -hmm. huge, huge respons responsibility. So, um, it's great to have had those parents who put their faith in you. Yeah. And obviously yes. it paid off. <laughs> yeah, it really did. You know, and it started, it was friends that supported mm -hmm. and then friends told friends and it's just, it's just sort of grown from that. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful that, that, you know, we're growing mm -hmm. and we're, you know, yeah. You need to grow all the way across the ocean for me. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> But let's start with the continent of Africa first. <laughs> let's yeah. let's start there and then yeah. Yeah. sky's the limit, you know? Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing this journey and some of your insight on swimming. It, it's, it's so wonderful to catch up and to hear all about it and to hear about the program. And if you are in Kenya, of course, check it out um, at their website, watersafekenya.com. Is that right, Mary? Yeah. yeah, I think uh, that's about it. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. Just a reminder to please subscribe to Chatter and Laughs wherever you listen to your podcast, as it is a big help for me. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can leave a review or reach out to me directly. I always love sharing the feedback with my guests. And for those of you who might be interested in supporting or sponsoring an episode, I want to hear from you as well. That way I can give you a big shout out on the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chatter and Laughs and through email at Rima at Chatter and Bye for now.